Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Make Do. I'm Julia Scott. And I'm Tiff Arman. And for a brief moment, it did look like everyone is a dreamer on that creative type test. But then we did get some other responses on Twitter and stuff. Everyone was like, dreamer, 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 dreamer. I'm like, this is a fraud. Like, (laughs) everyone's (laughs) getting the same thing. But we did find some, we found some other people, didn't we? Yeah, some people responded. And we both married non-dreamers, it turns out. We did, but that's okay because apparently you're, you know, on the little charty thing who you're compared up, you're paired up with. Whatever they said the dreamer was paired up with is not the person that we're paired up with. <laughs> well, I think also not everyone should be, uh, you know, paired up with their life partner as their creative partner. Some people can do that. Some people can't. It seems like it's a whole spider web because Marco, who he got, pairs up with the dreamer. But Mm -hmm. it doesn't go the other way. Like it's they're all one way streets between each (laughs) other. So I'm uh, I'm not thinking this is like a partner quiz at all. Oh, no, not at all. (laughs) No. And and also, I mean, in general, like my philosophy is that you're going to be in for a world of hurt if you think that your life partner is going to be able to fill all of your needs always. It's just not a good idea. Yeah, exactly. And but I thought it was funny that I am super helpful to him. Uh, so I, I feel kind of good about that because I like helping him <laughs> with his projects. I like pushing his butt. That's like, nice. So what, what is he? He is the producer. And honestly, it took it took a lot to get him to take the quiz. And he rolled his eyes a lot during all the animations. So you guys are <laughs> compatible there. <laughs> but it, in general, the whole description of it is um, is pretty accurate. And he was like, hmm. Yeah, I am those things. <laughs> like, and I think it kind of made him feel nice. And it uh, it made me feel good that I'm the person that could help him in his creative life. And I often feel like I do. So it was uh, it was good. He walked away happier than I thought he would be after, <laughs> as he would put it, wasting his time taking the quiz. <laughs> and I think also it is that thing that we talk about sometimes that, you know, there, there's not one way of creativity. Like people think of creativity as one thing, like the way we talk about, you know, like what is art, mm-hmm. what is creativity, what is making. And this is not just because this is not just because I nagged Marco that he is too creative, uh, <laughs> but just that, you know, uh, and I think the quiz is interesting in that in, in that it sort of points to that fact as well, that creativity doesn't mean one thing. You can be creative and like productive in a lot of different mm-hmm. ways. Pontus yeah. is a visionary, which I thought was really cute. That sounded really, <laughs> really patronizing. No, but it's it's funny, too, because I thought that was fun when he was part of our conversation as well, is that I sometimes think of him as sort of very down to earth and, and practical. And then I realized that that's maybe just compared to me, that he is, I mean, I know that he's very sort of creative and, and makey. But I think that I sometimes think that because I am such a whirlwind of chaos compared to that, he's very <laughs> sort of practical. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he is very like, uh, and also like for better or for worse, he's like, ideas. And I love that about him, even when it's frustrating. But I, I thought that was um, that was interesting. And I think it was he, he actually also both like was a little annoyed at the construction of the quiz. But I think he also had the same reaction that we did. He was like, but some of these questions, like the alternatives, aren't even the same thing. Like, mm-hmm. are you a ruler or a scribble? And he was like, I don't like this dichotomy. See, that one, Marco's like, oh, yeah, total ruler, right? Like, he he got that. 
There was a couple of them that was a little what? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so uh, it was it was fun also to see people respond about like both what they got and what they felt about that. So mm-hmm. that was fun. Uh, we had homework. Uh, we did to describe ourselves, and it was kind of funny because I was talking about this with Pontus as well, and he told me about. Um, I forget who it was, but somebody said that uh, a programmer's or coder's virtues are laziness, impatience, and hubris, uh, because you have to be lazy enough to like uh, make the computer do more of the work for you, like to figure out that, and then impatience in that you want it to be done and not just like get stuck in it, and hubris enough to think that you're the one that can that can do it and you're going to do it the best way possible. And I kind of I kind of like that. That is good. Oh, now I wish I thought of better words. <laughs> Throw in a word like hubris. Ah, oh, that's a good word. Darn yeah. It. So what are your what are your words to describe yourself as a creative person? I had a very difficult time with this. <laughs> I was like taking survey of the people around me. Like, what do you think I am? Give me some words. Throw them at me. Did you get that thing of like you you kind of want to go for the if not negative, then the at least sort of uh, double meaninged words. Oh yeah, that's where I I started. So my first words were compulsive and erratic, which are generally <laughs> kind of negative words, although they do describe things well. Hashtag but... same. <laughs> and but I got rid of erratic. Uh, I'm not going to use that word. I will keep compulsive because I think that. In the second definition of compulsive is the one that I like, which is, as Webster's defines compulsive, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> irresistibly interesting or exciting and compelling. I really mm-hmm. like that. Or um, the first, even the first one, resulting from a relative or an irresistible urge. Like, uh, so, sorry, relating, you know, whoops, <laughs> reading. Anyway, but it, that, that felt like kind of how I like to make stuff. And then other words, um, n- non-discriminatory. I <laughs> I couldn't think of a better way to put it. Um, agnostic. Open, maybe? Uh, yeah. Oh, oh, open is a good word. <laughs> I didn't think of that word. Yeah, it's kind of like creatively agnostic where I'm just like, oh, whatever, you know, <laughs> going to use all the things. Um, and then uh, whimsical, which was a word that I really liked because... I feel like a lot of the stuff that I make is it's just for fun or it's a little bit it makes me laugh and it's funny and I like jokes and or it just it, nothing feels really too serious. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, there's a I like a little bit of whimsy in my creativity. That's nice. I weird. like that. So uh, compulsive and I'm whimsical, already, whimsical and open and open. <laughs> open or varied or agnostic i don't know any of those um inclusive words but yeah and uh maybe a little bit inventive as well i like to be um when i'm making like costumes and stuff i like to kind of find weird uses for things and and make it work so i like that i like the seeking out and solving a problem part of it but yeah it was it was tricky picking words jackhammer no okay <laughs> but i think i think it is also good because like i think i said last time you get that thing of both like who do i want to be how do i see myself and and a little bit of like therapy and that why do i see myself that way do i think of that as a good thing or a bad thing like that whole thing of like what is 
what do I mean by that? You know? Oh, you're so good at this. It's so <laughs> frustrating. You just like are able to step outside your body and you're like, hmm, let me talk to you, Julia. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, it was really to hard. To, it was really hard for me as well to think of the words. Um, because again, like it's easy to go for negative words or words that are like, you know, uh, could do better. <laughs> Needs to focus. <laughs> Lazy. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, no, I... I Flighty, had, distracted. Right. Yeah, no, I had... And then you'd also feel a little bit like, uh, I don't know, like a job interview where you're like, my best quality is... My strengths are actually my weaknesses. Right. <laughs> no, uh, wait, no. My weaknesses are actually my strengths. <laughs> or both. <laughs> it was, yeah, it's super negative the other way. <laughs> well, you never know. Yeah, no, because I first had impatient on, on my little notepad here. And then I thought a little bit about it. And I think that I'm an impatient person, but I'm not necessarily an impatient maker or artist. Mm -hmm. Like I really thought about like I'm I'm impatient, but I think like I'm impatient in the way that most people are impatient. Like either you're like, oh, I really want this to be finished so I can see how it turns out. Or you're like, okay, this very long slog in the middle is kind of boring. But I think that's like human nature. Very few people are never impatient for something to be finished, right? All right, we need to get some synonyms. So we're going to, you, you got to employ the thesaurus for this situation right. when you are picking your negative words and then you got to go somewhere. But also your... then, like, if you think about it, I finish really large knitting projects. I work in clay, which forces you to be both sort of methodical and patient, like while you're working and then waiting for all the different stages to like, and I'm not always frustrated by that, you know? So I mm -hmm. think it is that I'm an impatient person, but not necessarily an impatient creator. And I can sit and like fiddle with something for ages, both things that need to be fiddled with or because I'm just like, I'm not sure this is entirely perfect. So I wouldn't say that's necessarily a defining char characteristic of me as a maker. I also thought about the word uh, mercurial, like that you like you sort of like you were saying flighty, like you flip back and forth between a bunch of different things. But again, I was like, that is almost too close to a negative that I want to, that I don't want to use it. Mm -hmm. um, and then I realized that really the word that I was maybe looking for the most uh, was intermittent. Because mm. what it is, is that I go through periods, both with specific crafts or, or mediums and with making in general. So like I can be very intense for a while and then I can not make anything or I don't you know paint for a while or whatever and I think like you also, go through a fallow season exactly <laughs> yeah. and then also I think I'm sort of intermittent in my attitude towards making the same way where I'm like well this is a slog or I guess I'll finish this because whatever and periods where I'm like oh all the things so uh and I think that's like it's not a negative word it's more of like a descriptive word and I'm good with that word and then I actually had inventive, so I started laughing when you said inventive, uh, because <laughs> well, I like I like your intermittent one because I feel that way too. Like <laughs> I feel like we're very similar creators, right? We're we're the wrong people to podcast together. <laughs> we're like yes, or yes, the totally. best people. <laughs> yeah. We can understand each other. Yeah, no, because I do think like I'm inventive in that way of I'm like. And because my third word is curious, because an inventive and curious kind of go together because the thing of like, mm -hmm. what happens if I do this? Or could this be a thing? Or, you know, like that sort of. And sometimes it's like, I will make this really bizarre thing that nobody really asked for. 
And sometimes it's just exploration for myself. And sometimes it's like, ooh, that came out cool. Uh, and I think like there's a big overlap in inventive and curious, but they're not necessarily the same. So those are my three words, inventive, curious, and intermittent. And I think maybe both you and I should get like a uh, second homework, a little bit of detention, because I Uh-oh. think both you and I should try to think of like at least one really strongly positive word. Because all of all of these, all of our words, a little bit are like about our attitude to create. And I'm realizing this just Whimsical now. Whimsical is a positive word. It's totally a positive positive <laughs> words, but it, it, but it's very much about your attitude to making. And I feel both of us uh. need something strong. I don't know. Because I and I feel a little bit that this is again, this is that thing that we keep talking about that it's hard to take yourself seriously. Uh, both like personality type and because of the way both I mean people in general and prim- even more women are socialized is that thing of like you're taught and it's it's weird because usually I'm all about like oh I'm an amazing writer I'm this and that and then with art I'm like oh uh, I'm I'm good uh, I do th- I do the thing please please like it and I don't know yeah Mar- it's funny when I asked Marco about like to help me pick some words he very much brought that up he was like the words that you are talking about he's like wait what oh, I gotta I gotta oh he wanted me to use the word driven mm-hmm. because he was like if you use the word um compulsive then it is kind of like a way he's like it's like a way an old man would describe a woman and it's <laughs> in a negative way and he was like but a man would describe himself as driven mm-hmm. right so he's like you're driven and I was like, oh, I don't really like that word. But also the <laughs> difference is a little bit that driven is a choice. Compulsive mm-hmm. is like, well, that's just the way it is. I can't help it. Which is a way that a lot of artists of, of all genders can talk about their art. But you do also get that thing of like, ooh, uh, A, like you said, like the way you talk about someone who's a little bit like nutty, but also you're removing it from your own choice to work at it and develop. So I kind of agree with Marco. I think you're super driven. And I think both of us will react to the word driven and like, no, but I'm so lazy and bad. And I sometimes take naps. <laughs> right. Like you make excuses why you can't possibly be driven, but like mm-hmm. no one can be their words all the time. Right. Like everyone oh, totally. takes a nap sometimes and we'll get <laughs> lazy and we'll go through that. But I decided to keep the word compulsive because I really do sometimes feel like it's just beyond my control. Like I have to make stuff mm-hmm. uh, no matter what it is, um, whether I'm doodling or I'm it just it anything. It, I just need to do it. So I thought that that was a really accurate word. All right. I have a good word for us. Mm-hmm. And all right. Ingenious for both of us. I like that. Yeah. I, I like that's that. That's a very, very positive, very, very uncomfortably positive word. But I think it it's is. for both of us. It is. It is. It makes me very nervous to wear that word. I think <laughs> also a word that is both sometimes very negative and very positive, and I think we definitely don't wear it all the time, a word that is like, if there was a word that combined comfortable and confident, because I think both of us also have certain parts of confidence and also are okay with not always being the best, despite being, you know, achiever A-types, where you're like, this is fun. You know, I do this for myself kind of thing, you know? Inspired? No. 
more like, hey, it's it's fun to doodle. It doesn't have to be great always. Uh, I make Pokemons. <laughs> Although I, I'm uh, I'm in the fallow season of Pokemon drawings, so which is good. Well, he wants me to draw Beyblades now. I don't I don't know what the kids are doing. I off topic. <sighs> they're just they're swirly tops with different colors. Actually, that could kind of be fun to draw. Never mind. Might do a super awesome watercolor of a Beyblade for Adam. Definitely, hmm. definitely with sparkles. <laughs> How are you oh, going to no. do the sparkles? New project. Ooh, we'll have to have a technique talk later. <laughs> um, but second piece of follow up, sort of, is that I did not get accepted to the artist residency that I applied for. Where I like for a second because I think I'd already thought about it so much that part of me was like, you know, you read through the email and even when it says something like, you know, we're sorry to tell you, I'm like. Oh, that's a weird way to phrase an acceptance <laughs> letter. Um, and I'm not like broken up about it. And I th- I think part of that is that maybe like this wasn't like a huge prestige thing. But also with in my line of work, you both like you apply for a lot of jobs. You pitch a lot of stories. I've pitched a lot of books like that kind of thing. You're kind of used to throwing a lot of nets or lines out there and knowing mm-hmm. that a lot of them are going to come back with like the bait cut off and not even a hook left sort of a thing. I'm not a fisherman. Um, And so I was like, okay, so this was a thing. It would have been really fun. I didn't get it. But what it did was kind of, it kind of triggered me to think about like, okay, what could I do that would be similar? Like what could I? That's really positive way to switch it around. Could I give myself a residency for like, could I just say like, okay, September, or October or whatever. Like this is a month when I'm just gonna super focus on the pottery. Like I will uh, look how driven you are. <laughs> <laughs> but but also I had some I had some discussions with friends and because I'd been thinking about like if I should use the residency as a time to focus really more on sort of art projects like art pottery, like not doing all the useful stuff that sells at markets. Mm-hmm. And so I have at least one maybe more like fun weird projects that could then also maybe be more of maybe and I'm saying this with huge trepidation (laughs) some sort of like exhibition or like a show more than like big words right because like most of the stuff that I make now you know it's 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 every day it's useful stuff like it's stuff that people buy and I could have some of it like maybe I could show as a very small like hey friends and family come see all these vases I made but maybe I really should like also go for a show with more arty weird conceptual stuff how do you do that how do you even do that (laughs) that is really scary to say well I like I don't even know like do you just like do you rent a space or do I find a gallery and try to pitch it to them or do I like ask to use like a a gathering space just in my neighborhood and set up my stuff there and invite people on Facebook? Like I don't even know, but it's it's a thought and it's a weird and scary thought. And I'm saying it out loud so that I will have better odds of even if nobody else shames me about it to be like, well, I'm gonna have to bring this up even if it's just to say. I got too scared and I don't want to do that. So maybe I'll have to um, actually, actually do it. I really like this. <laughs> I'm excited. W- would you come over for my first solo show? 
depends on when it is. But yes, I would try. I would. Yeah. Now it's... um. I think that's a good reason to go to Sweden. Yeah. It would be. Where I'm just like, this is my show. It's in my living room. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> just a lot of people in your living room. Yeah, it's Welcome. a very small living room. Um. Anyway, so that's, that's where I am. Uh, you wanted to do an update on your latest portrait. <sighs> yeah, it's... I'm struggling. Um, it's just, it's a lot of days, the, the last couple days that I've been able to work on it, it's been a lot of put hours into it, wipe it all away. Uh. <laughs> and it's, it's not getting frustrating though. And that's why I wanted to bring it up because I feel like I'm really learning what I'm working on. And because so much of the portrait is really very detailed I have to bring up all the parts of the portrait to that level. And there are certain areas that are much trickier than others because they're in intense shadow, but yet there is a lot of depth to it. So I can't just like, oh, let's take some super dark brown and go like over <laughs> everything. And now it's done, right? Because it doesn't it doesn't look right. It looks too flat. So I'm I'm really having to put the effort into something that I'm I have absolutely no idea what I'm doing. Like right now it has been like a week of shirt painting. Like I cannot get the shirt to look right. I have a beautiful arm, like the arm little folds and the creases and the light part of the arm look so good. I'm like, oh, you're just, you're just so, you're beautiful. You're a beautiful <laughs> beacon of foldy fabric and paint. And I can't possibly be prouder than that, of that. And Yet you move over like half inch and it is landslide disaster of sludge (laughs) and I hate it. And I've just been spending so much time trying to get it right, but I'm, I'm not giving up. I'm good. I'm going to get through it. Every time I wipe it away, I just think, okay, the next time is going to be better. And you know what? Each time it is better. It's not right yet. And I wipe it away again. But it is getting better. And uh, thank God for oil paints <laughs> taking forever to dry because it can sit there and wait. And it's uh, it's not so bad when when I have to get rid of everything. Yeah, no, but I, I like that, though, that you're like, OK, this is super frustrating, but I'm going to keep going. And like you said, like you're not even necessarily mad at it on the whole, which I think is like also like a cool leveling up thing of being like, this is part of the process. It's a thing. and But that's the thing about this is that I felt really great that I didn't want to just set it on fire. Uh, <laughs> so that feels like progress to me. And I don't know if I told you this last time, but after I'm done with this portrait, I I have a goal that I, I want. I want to paint something really scary. Mm-hmm. Um, did I tell you? Did I tell you what I want to paint next? I don't remember. Okay. I'll... I, I'm I'm gonna do a self-portrait, which absolutely terrifies me to my core, but I feel like I'm ready to do it. Was and this also why you were like sort of philosophically pondering the concept of selfies on your Instagram? Yeah, it it is. It's it's all kind of I guess related, but Jamie has been bugging me about doing a self-portrait since like our first month together in the studio because she was saying that 
to do a self-portrait is such a great learning experience and it really teaches you not only about recognizing the planes of a face because it's your own face but it's also kind of really self-reflective and that like you have to go in every day and paint yourself and Mm -hmm. if you're doing it live you you look different every day and it changes and the whole exercise of doing it both physically and mentally is really something that she's like everyone should go through this kind of in a way if if you're planning on painting or or doing art stuff because that's how she learned in school and she's like it was it was amazing it was hard it was horrible but it was amazing it was horribly <laughs> amazing so I've been like no 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 I don't want to do that and then then I was like oh, I want to do it but I'm terrified I'm way too scared to do it and now I'm finally and then at you the were point like damn where- it th- this is why Julia would say that's where you have to do it yeah yeah so now I'm I'm finally up to that point where I think officially my next painting is going to be that that's and awesome maybe that's why I'm not letting go of this other one <laughs> so I'm like if I keep working on this shirt forever and ever I never have to paint myself <laughs> but it's 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 on the horizon and I'm I'm very afraid of that horizon but it's fast approaching and um I will have a lot to talk about that I'll probably be like crying while painting this portrait of myself. And another thing, why do I want a picture of myself, like a, a painting of myself? Why would I want that? Like, I just, I don't know what to do with it after it's done. <laughs> I, I'll probably just burn that to the ground. Then you but. have to paint a portrait of Marco and then you hang them both above your bed. Ugh. <laughs> I mean, I very much want to paint a portrait of Marco, but I don't want it hanging next to the one I painted of myself. <laughs> that just... I don't know why I'm so no, I don't I I don't want to keep it. I I'm gonna burn it to the ground. Maybe that'll be cathartic. Maybe that no. I'll just paint it and then I'll set it on fire. No. <laughs> why is it always fire? Everything is <laughs> because very it's the into ultimate the fire. sort of satisfaction of, of destruction. It's a very literal sort of I think I'd float it out into the sea and then shoot it with a flaming arrow, a la like Viking funeral. That's what I'll do. No. Give it to Jamie. <laughs> Hang it in the studio. But I also noticed that you've had uh, had the opportunity to spend more time at the studio lately. Oh, yeah. I've had a lot of time. I was. I was going through that time where right before, about a month ago, I had no time at all to go. And now I had tons of time. And now a whole bunch of no time is coming up. <laughs> so that's disappointing. It, it ebbs and it flows. But lately, it's been really, really great, especially the weather's been warm. I've been walking there. It's it's been a very artistic few weeks for me, and <laughs> I'm really happy. <laughs> like it's made me so happy. How does it, uh, how does it like change your your painting or your technique, if at all, being able to be there, like more than once a week? It is. I'm slower, honestly, because I know I have more time. Mm-hmm. So I dawdle around. I walk around the room. I sit on the couch. I look at the painting from far away. I get up. I change a little thing. You know, like it's it's a much more meticulous process. No, not meticulous. I don't know. Just slow. I, <laughs> I feel like I'm deliberate. That's a good word. Mm-hmm. It's very deliberate. And so that's different as opposed to just being like, oh, I'm going to paint trees today and be done with it in one day and trees right so it's a it's a really it's a different process and I've been really enjoying it that's cool are you have you thought about like what you could do to make that more of a 
common occurrence or is it just like it's out of your hands? It's really out of my hands. It's all about what the family is doing at the time or what trips we're taking or things that we're planning or, you know, whatever Adam has going on at school or if he's home from school, that all of that stuff factors into whether I can get there or not. And that is out of my control. I'm really thankful that Marco gives me so much time when he does. So it's basically I have as I have the maximum amount of time (laughs) when I can. And it's fantastic. But I want to ask you when you have periods of being able to work in your studio for long lengths of time, how do you work? Do you just produce a ton of stuff or is it, a, is it slower? Like I do, I, I slow down the pace like drastically <laughs> and really pay attention to one thing. I think it really depends. Like sometimes I will just like produce a bunch because I have more time. But then I also know that if I just produce and produce and produce, depending on what it is, I need to make sure that I have the time to maybe do like, you know, 20 handles in the next week Mm -hmm. or so, which I don't always do, you know, so I will have to maybe like, okay, I I could throw all day, but I should probably also sit down and make handles for the stuff that I made yesterday. Like there's a lot of timing involved, Mm -hmm. but then I also know that I need to make sure that I'm taking care of my body so that I'm not like sitting hunched over uh, so that I either both like make sure to you know, get up and stretch, but also, you know, stop while I'm still having fun and make sure that I don't do the stuff that can leave, leave me sore for too long. So that's, it's kind of like for better or for worse. So when you get into producing your more experimental pieces for your eventual show that's coming up very soon, (laughs) um, (laughs) will this become more of a time where you do put like that, all right, I'm going to sit and think in here for a while and then make a thing and then look at it and then are are you going to get into that process more when when you're thinking about doing something really experimental or are you just going to be like hands-on all the time furiously like clay flying like all over the place (laughs) and just be just a completely insatiable maker where you just you're in it all the time well I think some of the pieces that I'm thinking of I will have to do some planning and I think for the best results, I probably will do that planning in the studio, even though I could just mm-hmm. like sit up here and, and draw out stuff. But I think just like to get in that particular headspace, I may want to be, you know, in my apron uh, and on my slightly muddy workbench <laughs> to sort of look at it. And I think it'll go back and forth, like making a bunch of stuff to see what I can make with it. And then sitting down and really trying to think about like, okay, so what, what went the way I wanted it to in this stuff? What, what didn't, what can I change? Because you also have that, you know, that interesting thing of, you know, you make a bunch of stuff and then A, you have to, again, all the waiting, I keep nagging on about this, but also Mm -hmm. like there will be quite a bit of time between having the ideas and making them and then having to wait for a bunch of firings and glazings and firings to see what comes out so I'll have to also decide like do I want to make duplicates of certain things so that one of them will come out right or do I want to make you know a whole set or or of whatever it is and then see what might need to be replaced and so I have to also like think about method in a way that I don't necessarily do now like if I have custom orders for certain things I will make like one or two extras at least partway through the process in case stuff cracks or in case it doesn't come out the way I want it. But then sometimes you 
that doesn't help because all three things might not come out right and then you have to like start over from scratch so it's it's really going to be an experiment like literally it's going to be like what what am i doing and and how i think it's really awesome the way you have handled the disappointment of not getting the residency with just coming back at it full force and like <laughs> pushing it out of the way and being like i'm ready to take on this project instead uh, <laughs> you can't tell me what to do you're not my real dad yeah that's basically what just happened to you it's like someone told you you can't do it and you're like like hell i can't and so then it made you do (laughs) it even more better that's exactly it it's quite amazing to be completely honest part of me is also like oh thank god i don't have to you know go live somewhere else for two months and i don't have to like be away from my stuff and my cats because part of me is also just like a very comfortable very simple person who's like i like my bed (laughs) Mm -hmm. I, i like not having to share a kitchen But it has also made me think a little bit about, you know, what other things might I want to do? Because it is like, like we talked about, I think a couple of episodes ago, like breaking that first barrier of like, this is something that I either deserve or want or both. So like, I've looked into some other like grants and stuff. And I don't want to do like artsy stuff in a show because of them. But Mm -hmm. because so many of them are more focused on the like, uh, fine art stuff that that also made me consider like okay is that something that I might want to do as well yeah I think that that's really commendable because it's it's very invigorating and I was just it occurred to me how different we're talking now than how we were talking a year ago (laughs) and I'm really proud of us you know I feel really proud of us today yeah and I think also like even though you joke about it I think that you are probably at least closer to the idea of having a show of your stuff again maybe a super informal one but like either gathering up your stuff and picking out things that come under a theme or like a having a literal friends and family show because you've done so many amazing portraits of people you know and like that kind of thing I think that I I get the sense at least (laughs) that you're not as averse to it now and if you are it's maybe just because you're like well I want to get a bit better not like oh my god I could never do that am I you are totally right (laughs) no you're totally right like I feel like now especially this most recent portrait I'm I'm really freaking proud of it you know because it came out great and I hope I can do it again that I'm a little bit afraid of that (laughs) you know oh no one trick pony I did one portrait and now everything's terrible but like I don't know. I feel like now that it feels a little bit more possible Mm -hmm. and I see that I have had great improvements in skill with practice. And if I keep practicing, I can only hope to get even better. I think I want to say, though, the same way that I have to sort of take a break between, you know, experimenting with big stuff or difficult techniques to go back to doing the little things that I'm good at. So like, don't be afraid to take a break in the middle of a portrait and do some seashells just to remind yourself that you like painting. <laughs> oh, yeah, I have some oranges on the horizon before I um, some oranges that I'm going to draw and procreate before I take on myself. Oh, I want to say so. that uh, we can we can link it in the show notes. But I really loved watching the process video of you drawing that those oranges in, in the bowl. Isn't we, that cool? Because <laughs> we, we talked about it when we met up in Atlanta about that thing of, haha, you can pretend that it's an artistic choice, that it's not finished. But like getting to see also you like sort of going back and forth in like 
oh wait this didn't work and that didn't like oh I, yeah I that it, that, it didn't come out perfect the first time yeah right? and i really yeah. and it's like with oil paint you just scrape it off but i liked getting to see that and also i liked your sort of stubbornness of like oh my god <laughs> no this like pit of the orange is not right i'm gonna go back to it again and like i i appreciated that and then like watching it i mean there's no real way to tell like i think i know because we've talked about it but like there's no way to tell like was this you know over the course of one afternoon or or was this something that you came back to over like several days or a week but like that process thing is super fun and i'm also impressed and again angry with how good your oranges came out (laughs) yeah those those did come out good i gotta say (laughs) i'll take that compliment thank you very much i'm gonna take some credit for it since it's my oranges in my bowl so it is it's true (laughs) you you had the original picture that inspired the drawing which it's all about the composition so nailed it julia (laughs) high five (laughs) so originally this episode was going to be about dealing with failure and disappointment more of sort of more broadly but i think I think we've dealt with that issue a little bit, but I think we should come back to it another time because I like that we just made everything super positive. We instead. did. We did a great job this episode in keeping things positive. So yeah, I do. I want to come back to those other feelings and questions that you have here in the show notes another time. Um, maybe when we aren't dealing with our um, failure as well as we like did this right time. Right away. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I think maybe that's another word that we both have as makers is optimistic that we Ooh. go, um, there's, uh, you know, Pippi Longstocking. Uh, she says this thing of like, well, I've never done th- that before, so I'm sure I'm going to be great at it. And while I don't <laughs> think both of us are always like that, I think we both like, at least I know that you're, oh, you were a teenage emo. I have that thing of where <laughs> I'm like, I'm super grumpy and negative and everything sucks. And then I realize like, no, I, I, I have your tendencies, but I really am more of a Winnie the Pooh, you know? Mm-hmm. Winnie the Pooh. And I, <laughs> we were like, doo, doo, doo. and I think both you and I kind of do that thing of like, let's try this. Oh, well. And then like, we have sucky days. Mm-hmm. But maybe we're like, oh, this might be fun, which is kind of like that thing of like curious or inventive, but also like, oh, hey, thingy. Yeah, I am feeling in the mood these days more that anything's possible. And it's a really hopeful, wonderful way to feel and go through your day maybe it's because the weather's warming up over here i was just about to say like maybe (laughs) if we'd asked for our three creative words in november they would have been very different let's let's we'll revisit we'll revisit as the weather starts getting colder and we'll see how the season affects us but until then um, (laughs) our show notes are over at relay.fm slash make do and we are make do pod on twitter and instagram and you can go over there and send us Uh, I don't know, results of your quiz, the words that you think you are, anything that you want to join in the discussion, we love to hear from you. And you can also use the hashtag MakeDoPod when talking about all of the good stuff. And you can find us individually at Tiffany Arment and at Julia Scott, S-K-O-T-T. And we'll be back in a fortnight. And until then, go make and do and stay positive. Yeah, and that's what that's what feels really good about it is that I hold up, my dog is sleep barking. Hops, hops, wake up. Hi, puppy. Sorry, he was dreaming. <laughs> he, was, he was barking in his sleep. He's like, dream Pokemon. Oh, now he's like all disoriented. Anyway.